the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. God is raising up a people that will arise, for the light has come. People that will hear his voice and obey the voice of the Lord. Deuteronomy 28, 1. Now if you will faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God and are careful to follow his commandments that I am giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. If you will obey the voice of the Lord, we must arise. God is calling the church to a new place today. It's almost like a new beginning that the church has. An opportunity to start from here and rush forward. We're not running from the battle. David didn't run from the battle. He ran into the battle. We're not running from any circumstances that we face today, no matter what it may be. And you may really be looking at a trial right now. Some are looking sickness and disease right in the face through the coronavirus. Some are concerned about financial devastation and others are concerned about loved ones. But God wants the church to arise. Fear is a tormenting spirit. Did he not promise that he would take care of his own. God is calling his people to a place of obedience. Those who stay in God's presence, they can hear his voice in a time of trouble and great dilemma for the world. Joseph could hear the voice of God. You remember in the Old Testament, Pharaoh, he needed a dream interpreted and no one can interpret the dream, but Joseph could interpret the king's dream. Pharaoh was angry. Because he called all of his magicians together to interpret his dream, but no one could. So Joseph was brought before him in Genesis 41. Joseph interprets the dream and Pharaoh makes him second in command in all of Egypt because he had the spirit of God. You remember Joseph told Pharaoh the meaning of the dream? He said seven years of great plenty are coming all over the land of Egypt. But seven years of famine will follow them. Then all the abundance in Egypt will be completely forgotten and the famine will devastate the land. The abundance in the land will no longer be remembered because the famine that follows it 
will be so great. Pharaoh recognized that Joseph had the spirit of God and he appointed him second in command over all of Egypt. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has revealed all of this to you, there is no one as discerning and wise as you are. I am placing you in charge of all the palace and all of my people to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby appoint you over the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and he put it on Joseph's finger. God gave Joseph favor and everything that Joseph had spoken, it took place. The years of plenty and the seven years of famine in Egypt. And Egypt was saved because of the wisdom, the revelation that God had given Joseph. Joseph could hear the voice of the Lord and he obeyed the voice. He not only spoke what God told him to speak, but he did what God told him to do. Joseph saved his entire family and all of Egypt by obeying the voice of the Lord. Difficult circumstances will come in life and it may seem overwhelming, but those who obey the voice of the Lord will be saved. They will be provided for and all of their needs will be met. Joseph's abiding loyalty and devotion is what is seen in those chapters in the book of the Bible. And in the book of Ruth, we have a complete picture of loyalty and devotion to her mother-in-law, Naomi. After they both had lost their husbands, Naomi tells Ruth that she needs to return to her homeland because she can no longer provide for her and she can't provide security for her without a husband. However, Ruth refuses to go to her homeland. She turns away from her false gods. Ruth refuses to leave Naomi, her mother-in-law. She utters these famous timeless words. Where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge also. Your people shall be my people. And your God shall be my God. Where you die, I will die. And there, I will be buried. Ruth accompanies Naomi to Bethlehem, and later she marries Boaz, a distant relative of her late father-in-law. Ruth shows such loyalty and devotion to a woman of God, and she is truly blessed. And God makes Ruth a wealthy woman. She marries Boaz when she returns to Bethlehem with Naomi. She is an example of loyalty and devotion. Both Joseph and Ruth were devoted to doing what is right and pleasing in the sight of God. Well, God is raising up a people today that will obey his voice. They will give loyalty to the throne of grace and they will do what is pleasing in his sight. Exodus 19, 5. Now, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you will be my treasured possession out of all the nations of the whole earth because the whole earth is mine. Oh my goodness. God treasures anyone who will obey his voice. He is no respecter of persons, but you must be positioned to receive God's blessings. He's calling the church to arise today. And that's the title of today's lesson, Arise. Oh my goodness. If you are not in the position to receive the blessing, you'll miss it. I want to tell you something. I learned this some years ago, 
And it was in a simple scenario, but it was a powerful lesson about being positioned to receive a blessing. And I never forgot it. My son was in high school and he was playing football. You know, he was the team star and he had two other players with him. And these three guys were the star of this high school football team. And it was a very important game one Friday night. They were headed towards the championship for the region. This school had not won the championship in 23 years. That's a lot of losing, right? Now, my son and these two young men were on a winning streak. It was an exciting season. My son was written up in the newspaper. He was on the evening news. The college scouts were scouting him. He was an up-and-coming player to watch. Oh, it was exciting in our house. Well, let me tell you what happened one Friday night. We went to the game, and, you know, whenever he was at the game, they would be hollering his name all across the stadium on the loudspeaker, the announcers. It was a thrilling time. Well, we got to the game that Friday night. They're out on the field. They're almost at the end. It's the last point that has to be made to win the game. So the quarterback is running down the field with the ball. My son goes out to the left side of the field to catch the ball. The quarterback turns, and the whole stadium is screaming my son's name. Go, go, go. And they're screaming his name. I'll never forget the scene. The quarterback turns, he spins, and he tosses the ball. And they're screaming my son's name. He's running across the field. He jumps into midair, and he misses the ball. And it seemed like the whole stadium said, ah, all at the same time. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, what just happened, you know? So after the game, you know, I'm outside the the locker room, and I'm waiting to pick him up. My son gets in the car, and he sinks down in the seat. And I'm saying, hey, like, it's okay. You know, you did your best. You were perfect out there. It's not your fault. It's the quarterback's fault. You know, he threw the ball, and I saw him. When he threw the ball, he didn't even look to see if you were positioned to receive it. He turned, and he threw it. He should have looked to make sure you were there to receive it. And my son said, no, no, it's my fault. I'm telling you, mother, it's my fault. I'm like, no, there's no way. He said, the coach is upset. It's my fault. I said, you didn't do anything wrong. He didn't even look for you. He said, mother, he's not supposed to look for me. We run those plays all week long. I was at least three to four feet short of where I was supposed to be to receive the ball. When he turns and throws the ball, I'm supposed to be in an exact spot to receive the ball, and I was not there. So when he threw the ball, I tried to dive to catch it because I wasn't positioned to receive it. I couldn't say a word. I said, oh, wow. You know, all I could say was, I'm sorry. I I didn't know. He said, no, you know, I'm going to do better next time. I I, I cut the play short, and I shouldn't have cut it short. I thought I knew where he was going to throw it from. He was in his space, exact position, and I wasn't. Oh, my goodness. You know what I learned As I listened to him explain how he was supposed to do things, how, in a sense, he was disobedient to what the coach had told him, to the way they knew how the play should go, but he had it in his own mind how it should go. I learned that night that when you are positioned to receive a blessing, you must be in that position. When you have been given explicit instructions, 
if you violate those instructions, when the time of the blessing comes, you will not be in the place to receive the blessing. God is calling the church right now to be positioned to receive a blessing, to be empowered from on high. He's calling the church. He's saying, arise for your light has come. This is that day right before the coming of Christ. Are you positioned to receive the blessing? Because I am about to send it out and it is going to fall upon the church with such magnitude. But those who are not ready, that aren't positioned to receive this blessing, they are going to miss one of the greatest times of all history. That's how God works. He tells us in advance. He always has a prophet. He always has a voice that tells us what is to come. He never leaves us alone. Those who obey his voice are going to receive revelation by his spirit. Luke 3:16. John answered saying unto them, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Jesus baptized with God to the Holy Spirit and power. He is going to baptize again, and it's going to be from the former to the latter rain. That's what is to come. The end time worshipers are going to rise up. John four twenty three to 24 is about to be fulfilled in the days that you live. It says, yet a time is coming and has now come. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshiper that the Father seeks. That means he's looking for you. That's what it means. It means he is looking for you. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him in the Spirit and in truth. These people who obey his voice, that's who God is raising up. And they will live in the spirit. They will walk in the spirit. They will not walk by natural means. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. John fourteen seventeen. God dwells within you. And that's where revelation comes from. It comes from within. It's time for the church to arise. You must arise today and obey his voice. Proverbs 12, 7 shows us that divine wisdom and discernment, it comes from the fear of the Lord. That is the beginning of wisdom, the fear of the Lord. When we arise, we die to our own will, our own mindset, and our emotions. We walk in the will of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When we arise, we obey the voice of the Lord. Then, as the bride of Christ, that's when we have revelation power. Jesus became of no reputation. He humbled himself. The character of Jesus that we must have as we follow him. We must be willing to become of no reputation and humble ourselves. He became obedient even unto death to the cross. Whatever we are facing right now, coronavirus, financial situations, waiting for things to change. Don't face your circumstances in fear. Fear is a tormenting spirit. It brings about anxiety, 
worry, depression, a spirit of heaviness. But the book of Isaiah tells us, you see, the enemy brings heaviness, but God brings peace. So whenever we're focused on what is negative, we are outside of the will of God and we are no longer obedient to his voice. In the book of Isaiah, it says, for mourning and ashes and weeping, he's given us the garment of praise and the oil of joy. If we refuse to take up our cross and follow him, then this is what he said in Matthew 10, 38. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me, they are not worthy of me. We are to be obedient to the word of God. When we become obedient to the voice of God and the will of God, that's when our flesh begins to die. We must become completely and totally dependent upon God. When we do, we will arise and we will go to the next step, the next dimension and a new relationship with God. We must surrender and become completely dependent upon God. Then he will meet all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Surrendering requires dependence completely on him in all circumstances that you face. The angels will beckon you and call to you. They will summon you to prayer and God will give you revelation power when you pray. When we draw close to God, our experiences in prayer are absolutely astounding. I want to share something with you that I really believe happens in heaven when we have a regular prayer time. You know, I have regular prayer times every day. And, you know, I just know that this is what happens when I pray. When something happens that's out of the normal, I don't wait for my prayer time. I rush to the throne of grace in prayer. And, you know, I know that Michael can see me. He looks out heaven's windows and he's like, I can just feel him saying, wait a minute. Who is that? Is that Valerie I see coming? It's not her regular prayer time. Gabriel, go see. Go down to earth. Find out what's going on. This isn't her regular prayer time. Something's up. I want you to go down there and check it out and see what's going on. She's on her way to the throne room. She's got something serious going on. Something's going on. I need you to check it out. When we have regular prayer time, you have a reputation in heaven. I promise you, and the angels will keep special guard over you because you dwell in the secret place, because it says that no harm shall come nigh thy dwelling. You won't have to make a decision on your own. You will rush to the Lord in prayer, and the host of heaven will surround you. They will make sure that whatever the circumstance is, that you will prevail and take the victory. For the glory of the Lord is within you, but you must take action. Paul in the New Testament, he wanted us to think about those things. He put before us how he won the battles and he gave us, he positioned us to receive the greatest blessing from God. He said, not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of what Christ Jesus took hold of for me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have laid a hold of it. But one thing I do, I forget what is behind and I press towards what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize of God's heavenly calling in Christ Jesus. 
In just a moment, I'm going to give a call to action. God guarantees to have highly exalted his people. And that when we arise, he has given us a promise that every knee will bow and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The people who arise right now, they are going to receive revelation power in the days that we live. They're going to press toward the mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus. They're going to crucify their flesh. They're going to let go of the things of the world. They're going to be like Jeremiah when he said, I'm not going to talk about him anymore. But he couldn't resist talking about God. He said, it's like fire in my bones. God is going to ignite some people on Holy Ghost fire. But the church must arise. Paul gave us a key to be renewed in our mind. And when we're renewed in our mind, our emotions are controlled by God. We are no longer walking in the flesh. Arise. It's time for the church to have a new relationship with God. It's time to go on to perfection. You know, in Matthew 25, Jesus talks about the 10 bridesmaids and the lamps. Five were foolish and five were wise. Ten of the virgins took the lamps. Now, the lamps are symbolic of Christ, but five of them didn't want oil. This represents the process of getting to know him. He is the oil. Oil represents the Holy Spirit, whom the groom came. He came, and because they had no relationship with the Lord, they were lazy. They didn't want to maintain a relationship with the Lord. They wanted the oil, but they didn't want what they had to do to get it. They have the lamp, but not the oil. All ten virgins received God, the lamps, but they did not want a relationship with Christ. So they didn't want the relationship. They were so convinced that they had received Jesus, but they had no relationship with him. Oh, my goodness. So they cried out to the Lord to go into the wedding party. But the Bible says the Lord said, when they said, open the door for it is us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't even know you. Oh, my goodness. David said, renew. He wanted to be renewed in the spirit of his mind. God wants to renew us in the spirit of our mind. He said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a loyal spirit within me. Psalms 51 10. God has a call to action for the church. He wants us to arise. Well, Joan and I want you to join us at Prayers Heard in Heaven every Monday night at 8.15 and every Friday night at 8.15. We join together in corporate prayer for the nation, for the cities. We call up the cities, the names of our cities and communities. We call up our children and our family members. We pray for the nation and the nations of the world. We are fasting through the rest of the month of April as we come against the coronavirus. We come against this plague that's attacked the world. And as we join together in prayer, we know that prayer can mitigate any situation. We've been praying since the first part of April on this mighty fast, and we are seeing tremendous results, tremendous recoveries from the coronavirus, tremendous recoveries, even some people getting raises in this difficult time, getting new job positions, sustained on their jobs. God is answering prayer for the church because the church 
is arising. Won't you arise and join us as we come against the coronavirus plague as a mighty army of God? You can go to our website and there'll be an 800 number to join us on the conference line. And also at the end of this message, there will be our telephone number, our web address, where you can come to the website and you can see all the information, how we're fasting, how we're praying. You can email us and Joan and I are faithful to answer you. You can email us and tell us, Valerie, Joan, I would like to arise and join the fight against the coronavirus plague as a mighty army of God. We need your prayers. There is nothing more powerful than corporate prayer The Bible says one will put a thousand to flight and two will put 10,000 to flight. When we join together as a mighty army of God, the windows of heaven are open over our life. It's open over our country. We open the windows of heaven over the nations of the world. And we open the door for revival to take place in our nation, for revival to sweep across the nations of the world. Won't you arise and join us? I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org.